This is the Bible in Wenya, day 296, 25 ways to be useful to God. He's one of my great heroes of faith. He was a model of godliness, faith, and humility. God used him greatly. When he died in 1982, his executors were unable to trace a single member of his family still living. No one came forward claiming to be even a distant relation. Yet, the Times obituary about him rightly noted that his influence within the Church of England during the previous 50 years was probably greater than any of his contemporaries. John Stott, who was one of the numerous influential Christian leaders whom he led to faith in Christ, said of him, those who knew him well and those who worked with him never expect to see his like again, for rarely can anyone have meant so much to so many as this quietly spoken, modest, and deeply spiritual man. Why was this man, Reverend E. J. H. Nash, so useful to God? How can you be useful to God? St. Paul writes, Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. John Stott writes, No higher honor could be imagined than to be an instrument in the hand of Jesus Christ, to be at his disposal for the furtherance of his purposes, to be available whenever wanted for his service, being useful to the Master and instruments for noble purposes starts with dedicating your life to him and rededicating it regularly to his service. Proverbs 25 If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. Like a north wind that brings unexpected rain is a sly tongue, which provokes a horrified look. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. Like a muddied spring or a polluted well are the righteous who give way to the wicked. It is not good to eat too much honey, nor is it honourable to search out matters that are too deep. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Proverbs chapter 26 Like snow in summer or rain in harvest, honour is not fitting for a fool. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. 1. Love your enemy. If you see your enemy hungry, go buy him lunch. If he's thirsty, bring him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness, and God will look after you. 2. Watch your tongue. A north wind brings stormy weather, and a gossipy tongue stormy looks. If you want to change your actions, start with your thoughts and words. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. 3. Avoid quarrelling. Better to live on the corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. On the same theme, Paul writes, Warn them before God against quarrelling about words. It's of no value and only ruins those who listen.
He goes on to say, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels and the Lord's servants must not quarrel. Four, bring good news. Like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. We are so privileged to be able to bring the good news of Jesus. It's like cold water to a weary soul. Five, stand your ground. Like a muddied spring or a polluted well are the righteous who give way to the wicked. Sometimes it's important to stand your ground. Six, do not seek honor. If you seek your own honor, you will find that true honor eludes you. It's not good to eat too much honey, nor is it honorable to seek one's own honor. Seven, be self-controlled. A person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. Don't try to control others. The only person you should try to control is yourself. Self-control is one of the characteristics that make up the fruit of the Spirit. Eight, don't worry about what others say. You don't need to fear bad publicity or slander. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. New Testament 2 Timothy 2 You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown, except by competing according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have departed from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and 
everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed, in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. 9. Pass it on. It's so important to pass on the message and invest in others. Paul lays out four stages of investing in others in 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. A. What I said. B. What you heard. C. Entrust to reliable people. D. Who teach others. 10. Endure hardship. Paul uses the analogy of being a soldier. Soldiers have to endure hardship. He explains, Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Paul encourages us by going on to say, If we endure, we will also reign with him. 11. Avoid distractions. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. Keep a clear focus and avoid distractions that waste time. As a soldier, you need to keep your focus and seek to please your commanding officer. 12. Keep to the rules. Paul moves from the analogy of a soldier to that of an athlete. An athlete who refuses to play by the rules will never get anywhere. 13. Work hard. From the soldier, an athlete, Paul moves to the analogy of a farmer. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. 14. Meditate on God's words. Only God can give understanding, but you have your part to play. Paul writes, Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. 15. Focus on Jesus. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. The gospel is all about Jesus. Salvation is in Christ Jesus. 16. Correctly handle God's word. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. 17. Turn away from evil. Everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Repentance is not a one-off act. It's a continuing attitude. It involves turning away from wickedness and fleeing the evil desires of youth. 18. Be a peacemaker. Paul urges Timothy, among other things, to pursue peace. Refuse to get involved in inane discussions. They always end up in fights. God's servant must not be argumentative. Joyce Meyer writes, Strife is bickering, arguing, heated disagreement, and an angry undercurrent. Strife is dangerous and destructive. Keeping strife out of our lives requires willingness to constantly communicate and confront issues. 
ask for the Holy Spirit's help to be a person who avoids strife and restores peace everywhere you go. 19. Be kind to everyone. The Lord's servant must be kind to everyone. Everyone includes everyone, not just your friends or the people you like, but all the people you come into contact with during the day, especially those who are often unappreciated, such as the person on the supermarket checkout, the person driving the bus, the person on reception, the person who helps you out on the phone. 20. Learn to teach. The Lord's servants must be able to teach, and opponents must be gently instructed. Teaching is a specialist ministry, but it's also the task of every Christian. A key characteristic is gentleness. God's servant must be a gentle listener and a teacher who keeps cool, working firmly but patiently with those who refuse to obey. 21. Don't be resentful. The Lord's servant must not be resentful. Resentment poisons relationships. Old Testament, Jeremiah 49 and 50. Concerning Edom, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Is there no longer wisdom in Timon? Has counsel perished from the prudent? Has their wisdom decayed? Turn and flee, hide in deep caves, you who live in Dedan. For I will bring disaster on Esau at the time when I punish him. If grape pickers came to you, would they not leave a few grapes? If thieves came during the night, would they not steal only as much as they wanted? But I will strip Esau bare. I will uncover his hiding places, so that he cannot conceal himself. His armed men are destroyed, also his allies and neighbors, so there is no one to say, Leave your fatherless children, I will keep them alive. Your widows too can depend on me. This is what the Lord says. If those who do not deserve to drink the cup must drink it, why should you go unpunished? You will not go unpunished, but must drink it. I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that Bozrah will become a ruin and a curse, an object of horror and reproach, and all its towns will be in ruins forever. I have heard a message from the Lord. An envoy was sent to the nations to say, Assemble yourselves to attack it, rise up for battle. Now I will make you small among the nations, despised by mankind. The terror you inspire and the pride of your heart have deceived you, you who live in the clefts of the rocks, who occupy the heights of the hill. Though you build your nest as high as the eagles, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. Edom will become an object of horror. All who pass by will be appalled and will scoff because of all its wounds. As Sodom and Gomorrah were overthrown along with their neighboring towns, says the Lord, so no one will live there, no people will dwell in it. Like a lion coming up from Jordan's thickets to a rich pasture land, I will chase Edom from its land in an instant. Who is the chosen one I will appoint for this? Who is like me, and who can challenge me, and what shepherd can stand against me? Therefore, hear what the Lord has planned against Edom, what he has purposed against those who live in Teman. The young of the flock will be dragged away, their pasture will be appalled at their fate, 
At the sound of their fall the earth will tremble, their cry will resound to the Red Sea. Look, an eagle will soar and swoop down, spreading its wings over Bozrah. In that day the hearts of Edom's warriors will be like the heart of a woman in labor. Concerning Damascus, Hamath and Arpad are dismayed, for they have heard bad news. They are disheartened, troubled like the restless sea. Damascus has become feeble. She has turned to flee and panic has gripped her. Anguish and pain have seized her, pain like that of a woman in labor. Why has the city of renown not been abandoned, the town in which I delight? Surely her young men will fall in the streets. All her soldiers will be silenced in that day, declares the Lord Almighty. I will set fire to the walls of Damascus. It will consume the fortress of Ben-Hadad. Concerning Kedar and the kingdoms of Hazor, which Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon attacked, this is what the Lord says. Arise and attack Kedar and destroy the people of the east. Their tents and their flocks will be taken, their shelters will be carried off with all their goods and camels. People will shout to them, Terror on every side! Flee quickly away. Stay in deep caves, you who live in Hazor, declares the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has plotted against you. He has devised a plan against you. Arise and attack a nation at ease, which lives in confidence, declares the Lord. A nation that has neither gates nor bars, its people live far from danger. Their camels will become plunder, and their large herds will be spoils of war. I will scatter to the winds those who are in distant places, and will bring disaster on them from every side, declares the Lord. Hazor will become a haunt of jackals, a desolate place forever. No one will live there. No people will dwell in it. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning Elam, early in the reign of Zedekiah king of Judah. This is what the Lord Almighty says, See, I will break the bow of Elam, the mainstay of their might. I will bring against Elam the four winds from the four quarters of heaven. I will scatter them to the four winds, and there will not be a nation where Elam's exiles do not go. I will shatter Elam before their foes, before those who want to kill them. I will bring disaster on them, even my fierce anger, declares the Lord. I will pursue them with the sword until I have made an end of them. I will set my throne in Elam and destroy her king and officials, declares the Lord. Yet I will restore the fortunes of Elam in days to come, declares the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 50 This is the word the Lord spoke through Jeremiah the prophet concerning Babylon and the land of the Babylonians. Announce and proclaim among the nations. Lift up a banner and proclaim it. Keep nothing back but say, Babylon will be captured. Bel will be put to shame. Marduk filled with terror. Her images will be put to shame and her idols filled with terror. A nation from the north will attack her and lay waste her land. 
no one will live in it. Both people and animals will flee away. In those days, at that time, declares the Lord, the people of Israel and the people of Judah together will go in tears to seek the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Zion and turn their faces towards it. They will come and bind themselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant that will not be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. Whoever found them devoured them. Their enemies said, We are not guilty, for they sinned against the Lord, their verdant pasture, the Lord, the hope of their ancestors. Flee out of Babylon, leave the land of the Babylonians, and be like the goats that lead the flock. For I will stir up and bring against Babylon an alliance of great nations from the land of the north. They will take up their positions against her, and from the north she will be captured. Their arrows will be like skilled warriors who do not return empty-handed. So Babylonia will be plundered. All who plunder her will have their fill, declares the Lord. 22. Hear the word of the Lord. Jeremiah was greatly used by God because, as he said, I have heard a message from the Lord. 23. Allow God to speak through you. Jeremiah not only heard the word of the Lord, he was prepared to speak it out, and God spoke through him. This is the word the Lord spoke through Jeremiah. 24. Walk closely with the Lord. Jeremiah foretold of the days when the people of Israel and the people of Judah together will go in tears to seek the Lord their God. This is the type of relationship God wants us to have with him bound together, walking closely with him all the time. Hold tight to God. 25. Find rest in the Lord. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. The Lord is described as your own resting place, the place where you can find rest for your soul. Lord, I want to be useful to you, the Master, an instrument for noble purposes, prepared to do any good work. I want to seek your face, to bind myself to you. I dedicate myself to you again today. May we as a church be useful to you, Lord. May we be a community where people find kindness, faith, love and peace. May we bring the good news of Jesus to all those around, transforming our society and changing our world in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pippa adds, Proverbs 25 verse 21 says, If your enemies are hungry, give them food to eat. If they are thirsty, give them water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads, and the Lord will reward you. When someone has hurt or offended you, it's not always easy to be kind and generous back. Knowing that the Lord will reward you helps, and so does the thought of burning coals on their heads. 